Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. This is uh, an episode that's, I think, melancholy, as all these what-if episodes should be. I'm putting forth a possibility and then uh, reflecting on that, and you can reflect on it. It's actually not an unrealistic possibility, at least for a segment of the hobby. So first, thanks, sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Compsy.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Upper Deck, Panini, and Tops. What if prices were stagnant for some period of time? I'm probably not talking about modern cards of active players. It's almost impossible to think about no movement in prices for active players. If you're watching the basketball playoffs or anytime something's going on on the court, on the field, there are going to be ups and downs that are reflective and demand has to be changing up or down. So it's unlikely that we're talking about brand new cards and active player cards. But for older cards, this has actually been something that's happened before. Cards didn't go up 1% a month over my many decades of being in the industry. They stayed the same and they waited. Maybe there was some reason for a bump when somebody got in the Hall of Fame or did something. But for for retired players, and again, it's the vast majority of cards, if they were to stay the same, and I know uh, Rich and I were the two people, and maybe Brian Fleischer now, were very involved in the Baseball Almanac. And from year to year, there's a number of cards that e either don't change at all or change uh, almost imperceptibly. So does that mean those cards are no good? I don't know. Maybe they found their equilibrium, their level to where this is the price and that's just the price. So Again, speaking of almanacs or monthly price guides, you really don't need a very frequent price guide or any kind of periodical if the prices are not changing, if there's no arrows, for example. If you look back over the years, there have been maybe decades, but certainly three to five year periods where cards have stayed the same. And the hobby lives on. So it's not like it's the end of the world. Now, what effect would that have on the grading companies? No, I'd be very familiar with BGS, but also PSA. It, it wouldn't be a positive effect if prices were stagnant, but I think it might be less of a negative effect than you might think. Uh, still, people want to protect their cards. People are still working on uh, registries at the various grading companies. They still want to see what grades they get and putting together collections. In general, I'm not sure that collectors would be as impacted as investors. If, if investors uh, saw a period of stagnancy, I think they would be uh, discouraged about that. They're looking to buy low and sell high or buy and flip. And this whole idea of buying the bump or buying the dip, if there are no dips and there are no bumps, they're just what it is then again, horror of horrors, you'd be just buying things that you like because you like it. Again, that's what collectors do, uh, investors not so much. What would happen to fractionals? And these fractionals that have gotten a serious investment from the private equity community. I think as long as you're staying up market, I'd like to own a card uh, or a piece of memorabilia that might otherwise be unreachable. If I owned a Wagner and you told me it's not going to go up for the next five years, not going to go down either, that makes it not a great investment but a lot of the cards I have, probably all the cards I have, I didn't buy them for investment. I bought them for enjoyment. And so if the price was stagnant, it might be a buy signal that uh, I think if it's not going to go down, not going to go up, let me just concentrate on some things I really would enjoy. So I'm not sure my enjoyment of the hobby would be as affected. But again, I'm more of a collector than an investor. The fractionals, I think they would be nervous about it. But if they stay up market... And stay with blue chips. Really, that's what it is. I think there's some people that have some of the blue chip stocks. They do throw off dividends in many cases, but they don't necessarily wildly go up in prices. That Their price can be relatively steady. You don't know, like I said, in buying the dip, no one can really time them. Buying the bump, if it's starting to move, then it's going to continue buying the stuck. <laughs> and that actually is a strategy that I've recommended some people. If Instead of worrying about something that's going down and thinking it's not going to go down more or buying something that went up, thinking it's it's now on the move, 
If something hasn't moved for a while and it's still desirable, then maybe it's yet to move. And so it may appear to be stagnant, but it just needs to get going, just a chance. But again, I just, timing the market is either A, difficult, or B, impossible. <laughs> and I, I really don't think you can do that. There's some macro conditions that would, that would affect it. But for retired players who uh, don't get in trouble and just lead normal lives, I think the price is the price. So that's what we have. How would this affect uh, local card shops and card shows? Again, I think it affects uh, investors, but one of the apologies I have to card shops from back in the day and show dealers is that when we were pricing cards coming out with monthly magazines and all the sports, we really exhaustively tried to have accurate pricing for every card that we were tracking, all the stars. And there were lots of arrows some months. Now, when I think back, if I'd been on the other side of the table and having to update my pricing and, and sticker over that's something that, that uh, now again, if it doubled in price, that's one thing. But if it went up 10%, that's still movement. And 10% in a month is significant in one sense. But if that's 20%, 20 cents to 25 cents, which is actually a higher percentage amount, the stickering over would have been a big headache. So stagnancy in terms of the price being the price. And when I had the store back in the very early 80s, we didn't really try to reprice cards unless something went up more dramatically. If it went up slightly, we just let it ride and people do that. So that's what I mean by stagnancy, that, that something hasn't really moved very much. The price it was a few months ago, you're pretty safe. You're not having to look up on on uh, eBay or any other venue to see what's the latest price because the, the price it was is probably the price it still is. Again, I'm not wishing for that. I'm just saying that if we entered a period where rather than a mixed market, we had some stagnancy, that wouldn't be all bad. It's not my choice, but it wouldn't be all bad and we would survive. So I just want to convince everybody listening that we do not need to have a continuous bull market to have a very wonderful, awesome. That's it. I will be back again with another episode. And as usual, any feedback uh, that you have about this or any other episode or suggestion, uh, send it to drjamesbeckett at gmail.com. So thanks, everybody. Be back again soon.